What's up, everybody? Welcome to It's In Season, the anime podcast that is following along with you for fall 2017's anime season. And we're of the opinion here at It's In Season that it's a pretty good one. So we're covering not one, not two, but three shows this season. I'm DJM, my co-host, Cody Anderson. What's up, Codiferous? I'm just living the best life I can. But three shows... Wow, what are we going to do next time? Four? Well, let's not get crazy. Let's not get that crazy. We we want to keep our other co-host around, and, and that, of course, is Shay Tari. What's up, Shay? Hey, doing good. Can't complain. That's, that's what I like to hear. And even if you did have something to complain about, you would be more than welcome to. Trust me, I've, I've, I'm sure I've heard worse. But before oh, well, that... Thanks. Let's talk about some anime, you guys. As we've said, we are covering three shows this season because the fall season is stacked. And we're going to get started off with the shows that one of the, the spoopier shows. And this was Shay's pick, King's Game. And we're starting with the first two episodes. Episode one, Begin Again. And Shay... How are you feeling after the first episode, and and how are you feeling so far with King's Game? I'm totally loving King's Game right now. <laughs> I love the show. Um, the first episode, I'll be honest, it kind of just jumped straight in with all of the action. Like it just spurred no no feelings whatsoever like it didn't make it didn't drag it out and that was one thing i really liked about it i was a little confused about it at the beginning of the episode of how it first started out with it being the sports day but then after that i was all in yes it started off like a lot of anime start off now it starts off looking like a very normal slice of life boring dare i say basic high school anime and then all hell breaks loose we're introduced to the main character and he doesn't really seem all that interested in getting along with his new classmates because he has a reason why doesn't he cody he does he's had some problems in the past with his past classmates you know dying i think we've all had that at some point i think that's a normal occurrence absolutely uh poor this poor young man nobuaki transfers to this new high school and i gotta tell you the first episode was pretty wild we're introduced to a few characters we're introduced to the young lady natsuko honda who seemed like a nice girl at the time and then the King's Game gets underway. And the students, when our main character, Nobu, explains why he's there, what it's all about, and what's going on, 
what happens is he and the class, they all get a bunch of text messages from someone called the king. And they have to follow these certain instructions or they will face punishment. And Nobu, our protagonist, is very well aware of what's going on. And unfortunately, nobody believes him until it is well too late in the first episode. Uh, Shay, I will ask you first. At the end of episode one, we saw a guy bleed to death. And as they say, Ish got real, real quick. Uh, how, how did you feel after episode one? I was like, it's no one's safe. I was like, whoever this king is, they see all. They see all. And I was just, yeah, there were no words. I was immediately after that happened. I was like, I have to see the next episode and see what happens. Yeah, I, I was, I was definitely drawn in and, and, interested and excited how about you cody after episode one after we saw a guy basically explode from the inside out yeah they really threw you into the uh the premise of the episode just letting you know off the back the rules of the game here's how the each episode is going to happen someone's going to die or someone's going to try to stop classmates from dying i was into it but not as much as i wanted to be like going in, I knew that there was going to be a lot of characters. And on the first episode this season, I talked about a show that has a lot of characters that we did on a previous season, and I couldn't remember the name. And that was The Lost Village. Yes, The and, Lost Village. Yes. And this is going to be sort of like that, where you don't really get emotional ties to a lot of the characters because there's no time to build up 30 some characters right off the bat in the first episode. There's like, what, 10 or 12 characters that just die. And the death at the end was pretty cool. It will be interesting to see in which ways how the king will kill other students. So far, they've been hangings. That seems to be uh, sort of in the same way Death Note was a heart attack. It seems to be right now, when a student dies, they hang themselves. So we're going to hang around... And talk about episode two. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shay, what did it you think to... of episode two? It. <sighs> episode two was when you finally realized that. That. Uh, Honda, the girl, went completely crazy. Correct. If I remember. Yes. Okay. That threw me completely off when she just totally flipped her script. Like she's, I think she's schizophrenic because she totally changed immediately. Like she has multiple personalities. So that's what made me like that episode a lot more is because you see a character that you thought was all nice and innocent, just completely lose it. And I don't know if it's just because of the pressure of what's going on or if it's, if she's really like that. But what I also liked, though, about episode two was that you got to see into the main character's past as far as what happened the first time he played King's Game. And he's clearly very cognizant of the consequences. 
Yeah. Um, Natsuko Honda, the girl who in the first episode seemed like this really nice, sweet girl who wanted to be friends with Nobu, the main character, or maybe even a little bit more than friends. And then in an instant, she flips her personality due to the circumstances uh, in the King's game and what the next scenario she was put in a position to do. Uh, Cody, how are you feeling going into episode two? Yeah, Nobu is certainly an experienced veteran in this case as he's dealt with the King's game in the past. Personally, I thought the flashbacks were way more interesting than the rest of the current day. Seeing as in the manga, um, the story in the manga is actually his past story, so most of the other is new. And uh, I just I don't know if I like the twist, to be honest. I could have used a few more episodes of build-up. It felt more like a little more forced than I would have liked it to, I feel like it could have been a character moment instead, but as Shay did say that I think the pressure may have gotten to her because I don't know how I would react in this instance. Like the possibility that I can die for not following the rules of a text. I think that could get to someone. Shay? Yeah, I think that's really true. And I also kind of like, honestly, I really felt bad for Nobu. Because of the fact that he was being being treated so badly by his classmates because they didn't want to listen to him. I felt really bad because he literally was trying to tell them, like, this is how you have to play this game. I've played this before. But then he also, in a strange way, had guilt concerning what happened the first time he played King's Game. And he managed to survive, and he's clearly mm-hmm. dealing with some survivor's guilt that uh, the girl called him out on, and he was not too happy about that. Uh, although she seems to be going to the extreme to get out of it, and then she was talking to him about how humans are and how humans do what they can to survive, and even though she was acting the way she was, he was... It, she was saying that our main character is really no better. And then we got introduced to a young man by the name of Daisuke. I, I felt very sympathetic for this guy because he definitely did not want to die, but he was put in a very difficult situation. Uh, Cody, what did you think of the situation Daisuke was put into? The, the kid with the glasses. It was a terrible situation. He didn't really want to be in that he didn't want to be in that moment playing the game, being forced to have sex with a classmate in which, you know, the boyfriend of that classmate did not like that. So he uh, took the matters to his own hand, exploiting the game in order to kill a fellow classmate. I liked him as a character seeing as, you know, he's a doctor's, a rich, insanely rich doctor's child that didn't want to be a doctor. He wanted to be a musician and he never really got that opportunity. Uh, Shay, uh, how did you feel about Daisuke and his attempt to get out of the situation he was in? I, I found him to be uh, so far, maybe the first and only really sympathetic character so far. Yeah. He was the one that was told to die right in the first Kings game. Yes. Correct. 
He yes, he was the one that was the musician and playing the guitar. I felt really bad for him. I really did. And honestly, I thought he would have beat it until like you realize that he didn't. But it was strange because in a way, the kid that told him to die, it also made you wonder what you would do if you were put in that situation with the person that you're with having to sleep with somebody else and then not knowing whether or not this game is actually real. And then you just saying that because of what you're feeling in that moment. So it's a weird, you know, it's weird because I feel like with the fact that they're teenagers and they're essentially kids, their emotions are running high. So a lot of times you will just say stuff to just say it. And I feel like with everything that had gone on at first with the first two students in their class, that they still didn't think it, this was real. Like they still thought this is just a game and that there's no way that these kids are being punished for essentially not obeying orders. So I felt bad for him. I really did feel bad that he was treated the way he was treated. But in another way, I had to think like, what would I do if I was in that situation and my boyfriend was told to sleep with another girl and then did it? without me actually like approving it because I really thought that this was a real thing. And the fact that I thought it was just a game and just thinking that it was just an excuse for them to sleep together. I don't know if I'd ever tell someone just to go die though. (laughs) Which is what they thought in the beginning with uh, Natsuko and, and the main character that, that they thought that in the beginning when the text message came out, they thought, Oh, he just wants to sleep with her. But he was like, no, 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 this is for yeah. real. Guys, you got to listen to me. They, and that's why they sli- they flipped on him when they then started to realize that this game could potentially be real is that they were like, well, you were willing to die and for her to die too because you wouldn't do it. So then it flipped. So instead of him thinking that he's saving someone, even though he really already knew the consequences, his whole thing was, I don't want to play this game. And I... I- it's clear that nobody really wants to, but they're kind of stuck. If if they're not believing that this is real at this point, then they better quick. Because ten of them, as they said at the end of each episode, ten students have already been wiped out and 22 remain. Um, also I actually just, like to do that. <laughs> yes. They didn't do that with the Lost Village, did they, Cody? They did not do that. No, surprise, surprisingly, what only and, one died. It, or no, it's, it's I don't a, think he ended up dying. Yeah, but but this is a good way to keep up with who who is being who is being killed off. And they had the class photo at the beginning, which I thought was really funny because when I saw that class photo after the the track meet, it reminded me I was looking at that class photo and it it kind of made me laugh because it was like this is the most stereotypical like high school anime photo ever and you had like all of the anime high school characters in there you had the main character you had the girl you had the brooding guy you had the nerdy guy with the glasses they were all there Uh, although with this show then you started seeing who was x'd out because they had been killed off so so far it's it's pretty suspenseful i'm looking forward to seeing what they do next also i I just want to i want to give one quick thing shay 
Mm-hmm. Being probably the the low key but not really low key metalhead that I am, the opening theme song to the to this show is from a band called Cold Rain, and uh, the song is called Feed the Fire, and I'm totally loving the opening theme to this to this show. So I'm I'm digging that a lot too. Go ahead, Shay. I wanted to say that with the ending of it saying how many kids have been killed and how many remain, and also the class photo. That to me is very reminiscent of Battle Royale because at the end of certain, like if you're watching the movie, there are certain parts where it will say how many kids remain. And if in the book, at the end of each chapter, it'll say how many kids remain. And at the end of the movie, it shows the class picture of all the kids that are on the island, including their teacher, including the two kids that were introduced as transfer students who had already played the game already. And to me, that just made it even more reminiscent of Battle Royale with them showing the class picture and saying how many students still remain and how many have been killed. That is great, Shay. Cody, I think that this show might be more like Battle Royale than The Lost Village. I will admit I have no previous knowledge of Battle Royale. Oh, you've never seen it? I have not. You definitely oh, have to watch it. Yeah. I do suggest the. I suggest reading the book. The book is a lot of better than the actual movie, um, but the movie's actually really good. The book is a thick, thick book. You'll have to probably buy it off of Amazon because you can't find it in a bookstore. Um, but I do recommend it. It's very interesting of a read. Um, the movie kind of screws a lot of different things up as far as like the plot's concerned, but the book is definitely definitely a masterpiece. I can see why the people mo- also compared it to the Hunger to the Hunger Games when it came out. Well, Battle Royale was out way before the Hunger Games. So yeah, I can see why people compared the opinion. concept. So a lot of people yeah. when Hunger Games came out was like, "Oh, it's just like Battle Royale," yeah, even Battle though Royale. there's there's a lot of differences, yeah, but I understood why. And the movie itself has some good kind of Japanese J horror in it so mm. you, you can check out the movie the movie is pretty fun for what it is yeah uh, don't watch the sequel <laughs> no do not watch, don't watch the, sequel. the sequel do not watch the sequel it's, that's the typical of, thing for any movie just don't watch the sequel <laughs> now speaking of things that we don't want to watch cody i, I think uh, Cody and I need to have a sidebar for a minute. Uh, Shay, if you'll excuse us, podcast, let's have a quick sidebar. Me, me and Cody and, and, and all of you listening out there. Cody? I'm, I'm having a bit of an issue with Evil or Liv. Are you having a flashback like I am? I'm, I'm starting to have a little bit of a flashback, yes. It's, Are you picking up Christmas school? <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Am I right? It. She said <laughs> those words. She said it. Those because yep. I'm glad you put you, took you the just, words out. You of just triggered mouth. both of us. You just triggered I'm both sorry, of us. I'm sorry because even though I haven't seen Prison School, quite honestly, when I watched Evil or Live, I <laughs> it wasn't what I thought it was. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, w- I was really hoping going into this show that it would not have the prison school vibe and I was so damn confused. it it does it does i was so I, confused i was watching this like i thought this was supposed to be like horror and i feel like 
I've been lied to. I I was thinking that this was going to be some kind of cool suspense thriller about how they were going to escape and and get over their internet addiction. And a little bit of that is there, a, a tiny bit, but not really. Because... The concept of Evil or Live, it is a very cool concept. The manga seems like it would be so cool. It is a rehabilitation facility for children that are suffering from internet addiction. Just that plot alone in the year 2017 seems like a fantastic concept. And then when someone is actually put in this prison, they find out that it is this terrible brutal place where the people in charge are are violent and brutal to the inmates and they have to find a way to survive and get out and get through it all but no 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 shay mm-hmm. we're, we're two episodes in to evil or live uh, where do you stand I, i'm just so confused <laughs> i mean Honestly, it number, I'll be honest, it didn't capture my attention at all. Like it did at certain point, like when I was first watching it, but when I first started watching it, honestly, it had me very confused. Like it just kind of threw me in there and was just like, here, watch this and just swim and like, hopefully you catch on. And then it was just kind of like, first he was playing a game and then all of a sudden he was in the school and I was like, okay. And they started introducing all the different girls. And then I saw it take a turn and I was just like, what am I watching? Like, I'm so confused right now. Like, I thought this was going to be a, like, like I thought as well, like a suspenseful kind of, for me, I kind of went along the realm of Dead Man Wonderland a little bit as far okay. as the whole concept of being inside of a facility. That's what I was thinking. And then I started watching. I was like, no, but I guess the part that for me was the most funniest part was when the the kid that is kind of like overseeing kind of the main character tried to get him to sleep with the girl that he knew from school and she kept dry heaving oh yeah every time i I have some things i do have some things (laughs) i want to say about that i I definitely do laugh It just made me laugh because I was just like, I was like, wait, is this serious? And just the fact that every single time she would try to go and I'm just like, oh, guys, this makes my stomach hurt just watching this because I can feel how that feels to dry heave. But I'm so confused. She's like, no, I'm going to do it. And then she ends up kissing him and just ends up throwing up on him. I was like, what? And then they both threw up. They and both he, well, he, I understood why he did. I mean, you throw up in someone's mouth. <laughs> that is so disgusting. But That's even done. <laughs> even when that was happening, he was like, No, no, no. It's okay. You I understand what you're trying to do. It's okay. You don't have to do it. Look. And she said, is, No, let me this, continue. Like, no, this is clearly After- giving you more problems than than necessary. It's, it's okay. <laughs> I was just <laughs> I'm just so confused about this show. Like, I honestly don't understand the concept anymore. <laughs> I don't think the creators understand the concept as well. Yeah, I, I don't think they... I feel like they tried to make another prison school. Even though I have not seen Prison School, I still have yet to actually watch it. I'm sorry for the listeners out there. But 
I just feel uh, again, like C- Cody and I we we are not condoning Shay watching. Yeah, they're not school. they're not forcing me to watch it. That's they, not true. I told her last week to watch it or last <laughs> time. Well, well, I'm not forcing it on her. <laughs> the thing is, though, with I feel like the creators probably wanted to make another prison school in a way, which is why this probably has that same mentality. Cody, we're we're two episodes in. I will say right now, I'm not ready to drop Evil or Live the same way I, I was ready to drop Prison School. It's not as bad, but no, no. Uh, as how are you feeling? Qual- as for the redeeming qualities, I really don't know what to tell you. Like the premise is pretty cool. As you took the words out of my mouth, it's very modern. Take for two thousand two thousand seventeen. In the last couple of years, I've actually read uh, some research done on internet addiction, but this doesn't really resemble anything that I've read. <laughs> and that I just want to say how the main protagonist is one of the most unlikable characters I've watched in an AMA. I just can't get over that. And in that regard, remember the protagonist, the the dudes in prison school. Well, the one was less. He was slightly better than the rest, but he still wasn't great. Right. And and this guy, Shiori, is is not great either. And, and we're getting another show where they're all in a prison and they're all kind of not good people. Shiori, he seems to have kind of a one-track mind. Especially in the case of the girl that he knew from from elementary school, Sex. we have, and and I'm I'm gonna talk about that in a second too, uh, because I feel like they did something terribly wrong in episode two. We have Hibiki, the dude that seems to know everything about everyone, and he is trying to help our young protagonist get out of this in one piece, despite having the crap kicked out of him. Uh, we're introduced to June in episode two, who had a phone and escaped quite a scare in episode two. Uh, thanks to the student council president, who is Shiori's old school friend who seems to know her way around a knife. And in episode two, uh, as Shay mentioned, this scene started with our protagonist, Shiori, uh, and his, his old friend, uh, kind of in a compromising situation. And the way they played this out, it really, I found it to be kind of ridiculous how when he was with her and he was touching her they then started cutting away to just this magical dreamscape of how it feels to be with a woman and he was having this wonderful existential vision of how of an understanding of the universe and all of that i I just want to say to the folks at home that happens after you have sex not before Evil or Liv got that part wrong. That's what happens after, not before. Hopefully, no puking is involved. Hopefully, no puking is involved. But those are the things you think about after you have sex with your old friend from school for the first time. It happens after. 
not before. And that's Evil or Liv so far. Cody, like I said, I'm starting to see a little bit of prison school, but not enough to where I'm hitting the abort button. How about you? Yeah, like there are a lot of similarities, including the principal. She reminds me so much of the student president for the prison school. I don't think this is on the level of prison school yet. I think it's more like a hate watch, maybe. We're, I think we're at yellow alert. We're at yellow alert, to, to use a Star Trek term. Yeah. It's not a code red yet. No, but, but it, we're in yellow. We are in yellow. Uh, Shay, like Cody and I have said, we're seeing flashes of prison school. Are you sure you want to dive into that? I'm sure. We'll see how that okay. goes. I haven't started it yet because I'm, but I probably will start it probably this week. I hope this week. Are you gonna make That's a video what I like for to it? hear. I will make a video for it. Okay. If I get all the way through it, or even if I don't get all the way through it and I drop it, I will make a video about why I dropped it if that happens. Oh. Okay, well, we can see that video on your YouTube channel where? YouTube.com slash Shay Taree. That's T-A-R-E-E. Shay, I know you've got to take off. You've got a quick out. And we'll talk to you next time. So thank Sounds you. Good. Thank you. And, and from here on out, Cody and I are going to finish up this episode. And we're going to talk about Kino's journey. Kino Notabi. Uh, I'm going to say a little bit for the first two episodes. It's a little strange for me because Kino is one of my favorite animes ever. But for the first two episodes, especially episode two, um, especially episode two, it's kind of been done already. Like, Cody, I don't know if you ever got to watch the original Kino's Journey, but the first two episodes, most notably episode two, they were a part of the original anime. Now, for me personally, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, how are you feeling? Um, I believe I've watched like maybe the first half, like let's say the first six episodes of the original Kino's Journey. And from what I watched this, I loved it. It was probably my favorite of the three shows so far. I just can't get over the animation. It's just so pretty and nice to look at. Like It's not overbearing to the point where it distracts from the story. Uh, the character designs seem a little different from the previous. You know, the note to me would be like her hair is a little different. I think she had, what, spiky hair maybe? Uh, yes. Okay, that doesn't really matter anyways, but it's, I think it's a nice touch with the CGI. I don't think it takes away from the artwork where some shows overuse it where at the point it's pretty ugly and you can tell that their budget goes down over a certain point. And I hope the budget for this show doesn't go down at any point. Uh, I hope so as well. Uh, the first episode of the new Kino shirting was a country where people can kill others, where the law is that it is legal to kill other people. Uh, what did you think of episode one? It got heavy pretty fast, like just because, you know, something's not prohibited doesn't mean it's per permitted. You know, killing people in the country is not against the law, 
but that doesn't mean killing's okay. They still haven't they still haven't lost the sense of what is right and wrong. Killing is used as punishment for those who try to kill others. You know, it's basically capital punishment in the hands of the citizens. And uh, and they they put it out there for they someone did. that went to the town because he wanted to kill someone, and when he heard that it was legal, he he wanted to do it just to do it for the thrill, but he ended up running into the town that didn't seem to be all that cool with that, including the man he was going after, Regal, uh, who was a serial killer. He was living in that town probably because he knew or or has known that people would come to that town and he would get to kill them. And and that was wild. Yeah, just seeing his interactions also with Kino at the beginning in contrast to the ending bit with him and the uh outs the newly the outsider turned citizen. Then also to contrast that with the uh, person with the horse that Kino sees at the end. Episode two, um, and again, this is kind of where I will keep a little bit more quiet. I'll, I'll let you take this one. Coliseum. Uh, this was actually maybe not a shot for shot a remake of a two two parter from the original Kino's journey. But what this was is that. Kino and Hermes, the Motorad, arrive at a country where they have to fight in a tournament. And the winner of that tournament will become a citizen of this country, and they can create one rule. Uh, Kino makes her way through the tournament and runs into a gentleman named Shizu. Uh, Cody, what did you think of this episode? I enjoyed it, and especially Shizu. I liked his, how he knew how to handle sword. While Kino, as you can see, can handle herself quite well with a gun. And we saw that in episode one where she was hinting at using the gun, but never did. But she showed that she is a true marksman. And I definitely would not want to mess with her. Uh, And I will just let you know, Kino, in the original anime, along with this episode, you do get to find out where she learned to be the marksman that she is. Uh, I just want to, I was thinking about this episode in comparison to the original, because this one was a one-parter, and I thought it was rather interesting that they got through this one uh, pretty quickly. They, they did this as a one-part rather than a two-part. They told the story of Shizu, they told the story of his father, the king, and Kino in the tournament, and they got all of this done in one episode, which was really fascinating to me because in the original series, for me, this was a highlight of the series. It was the most intense of Kino's journey. It, it was the most intense. It was the most action-packed because it was two parts. You saw Kino actually fighting instead of just mowing through opponents in the tournament really quickly. And I guess... It's a good thing that they got through this, so now they can probably start telling some newer stories, some stories that weren't told in the original anime, some things from the light novel. We'll see. 
But this was a highlight for me from the original. And I really liked how this story was told again. The animation was absolutely phenomenal. I loved the color scheme of this episode. I loved how in the Coliseum it had a kind of a sun colored bright brown on the arena like the desert sand like if you saw the movie gladiator it matched that color in the coliseum and i thought that was really beautiful and really well done um this might sound a bit gross and morbid but the moment where kino fires her gun at shizu and shizu ducks spoilers for this episode Kino shoots the king in the head. And later we find out Shizu is the prince of this kingdom. This might sound morbid, but the way this was animated with the bullet and how the blood splattered, I actually thought this was really well done. I think that so far, two episodes in, the animation has been really, really good, Cody. It really has, especially the pawn scene, too. The the color use of the blue and the wave motion of it, it really captured the feel of just being in the countryside. But like as you said, the scene in which the king is assassinated, it was quite graphic, but I did enjoy it overall. Even the nice touch of the blood and bits of his head, I guess, on his so-called slave girls, whatever they are to him. And seeing their reactions overall, too, was a nice touch. What did you think of the the rule that Kino enacted and how people reacted? Because that is one thing about Kino's journey that has always been really fascinating to me is how the ordinary citizens act in in each country that Kino goes to. Uh, in the first country where it is permitted to kill someone, uh, people really just kind of go about their business when someone dies or when there's a body to be cleaned up they just take care of it and then go about their business Uh, in this episode coliseum when kino enacts the law as the winner of the tournament that after the king is dead everyone has to fight it out and the winner is the new king what did you think of that and and how people just out of nowhere started fighting I, i found that to be really wild and crazy yeah it really was i see it i i see that rule tied to her earlier bit saying or was earlier later when she says that revenge is ludicrous um it's a silly thing it was uh shizu's motivation to kill the eventually try to kill his father and uh she did it so he didn't have to eventually, but she turned the entire country into a battle royale. It was like Yu Yu show, just dark tournament featuring everybody in minus the power. Literally the entire, the entire country. The entire country. But, you know, her anger wasn't directed at the... I don't think her anger, what, how she was feeling in that moment was directed as the king. Um, 
because, but it was more directed at the citizens who accepted his bloodthirsty form of entertainment. They didn't have to go along with this the last seven years, but they chose to. And maybe they were deserving of this for themselves. The, the citizens in this country are a little different than the ones in the previous one. I don't think this one was exactly what she thought it was going to be. I think she was a little disappointed in that. And I think she was also disappointed that she wasted so much of her three days there instead of enjoying the country like she wanted to. Well, I guess those were the rules. And the rules of it's in season are after we've discussed three different anime. It's time for us to go, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks, including Shay, who you can follow on Twitter at Shay underscore Tree. That's S-H-A-Y underscore T-A-R-E-E. Cody, where can we follow you? What have you got going on, buddy? You can follow me at Cody underscore Anderson without the O. I can't say I have too much going on right now. I'm trying to catch up with this this action-packed anime season. There's just so much, so little time. I still have to watch any... I know. I haven't watched Just Because yet. I haven't watched any Umaro-chan yet. I'm still need to watch Inu Yashiki. I'm catching up on a few other shows that are on Crunchyroll. I have no idea what they're about, but I still want to watch an episode. This season, I'm trying to be like, you know, the anime spam bot and just watch everything. But I don't have that sort of commitment like he does. I don't. I don't think anybody can be anime spam bot. We love you, Mark. You're a marvel at how much anime you consume. I'm. Trying to get caught up on Garo. I'm trying to get caught up on Juni Tyson, the Zodiac War. Uh, Inuyashiki is killing it. It's great. It, everybody should watch Inuyashiki. It's awesome. But for now, on its in season, we're going to continue with Kino's Journey, Evil or Live, and King's Game. So for Shay and Cody, thank you all so much for listening. Subscribe in iTunes, subscribe in Stitcher, subscribe wherever podcasts can be aggregated. And of course, as always, you can listen on DeltaJulietMike.com. Thanks so much for listening to It's In Season, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks.